sitting on my doorstep People's passing by They're coming back from getting wrecked Everybody's high Hello and welcome to Addictions, the podcast about addictions. I'm your host, David Wagner. In today's modern high-tech world of flat screens and smartphones, social media, and YouTube, it is easy to let go and just become fully immersed in the technologies that are increasingly becoming an integral part of our day-to-day lives. In this episode, we are going to be talking about high-tech addictions. These are things like smartphone addiction and addictions to video games as well. I like to refer to this type of addiction as digital heroin. It was not all that long ago that I did not really see or understand how a person could become addicted to their phone or playing a video game to the point that it destroyed their life. But I was naive. I didn't think you could become addicted to a lot of things. But through my own battle with addiction... I realized an awful lot and learned a vast amount of knowledge about addiction. And yes, digital addictions are real, and they can be just as bad and have just as much of a negative impact on a person as narcotics, alcohol, or really any other addiction. Studies have even been done on various groups of people that prove this. Back in 2016, a study was conducted by Stanford University on several groups of high school students, and it showed that when forced to go for only a mere 24 hours without any screen time, that more than 75% of these kids exhibited physical and mental withdrawal symptoms. I mean, everything ranging from moodiness and feelings of agitation to more physical symptoms like headaches and feelings of nauseousness. When I read about this study, my jaw dropped. I mean, it really blew me away. Many of those withdrawal type of symptoms were the same exact withdrawal symptoms as many of the other chemical substances out there. And this is only one of many studies that have been conducted over the past decade or so. The crazy thing is that we see this every day. Many of us do. I mean, I not only see it when I'm in crowded social situations, uh, but I mean, I've caught myself on more than a few occasions ignoring or neglecting other more important things just to spend time promoting my podcast on Facebook or, you know, do whatever on Twitter, you name it. Now, I'm not saying that I neglect to feed my child or let the dog out or crap like that, no. But small shit, like, you know, I'll be five minutes late for work because I lost track of time while checking my Twitter in the morning or something. Stuff like that. But I have seen other people who totally ignore their surroundings, it seems, while they are on their phone. I don't know if any of you have ever had a conversation with someone who is in the process of using their phone to do something and talking to you at the same time, but it is really frustrating, and I always feel like the person is just not engaged in the conversation and not really paying attention. And when you bring it up, they say things like, oh, I can multitask, you know, I'm listening. Yeah, sure, whatever. And I'm guilty of that too, I'm sure that I've done that to people in the past, But it can get considerably worse than that. In some extreme cases, it can lead to death.
The following examples focus mostly on video game and internet addiction, but it is my guess that as games and social media continue to evolve, that we will continue to see increases in these types of incidents. One thing I will say, though, is that I do not feel like we should be blaming the video games or the internet or social media. As adults, we are all responsible for knowing when to take a break or to know when enough is enough. And the same goes for children. If you as a parent are letting your child spend eight hours a day in front of a screen, I feel you should be held accountable. That is just messed up. But anyways, some extreme examples here. In 2012, two men in Taiwan died while playing a computer game. The police stated that long hours in a sedentary position probably led to cardiovascular problems resulting in their deaths. A sedentary position is you're sitting in the same spot for a long time, not moving. In South Korea in 2005, a man played StarCraft almost constantly for 50 hours. He went into cardiac arrest and died. His friends reported later that he was a known video game addict. I mean, I've played StarCraft, and it is a pretty badass game, but damn, not 50 hours straight badass. Holy shit. In 2009, in South Korea, a three-month-old child died from malnourishment after both of her parents spent hours and hours each day in an internet cafe raising a child in a virtual world in a game called Prius Online. This one was actually documented in a 2014 documentary film titled Love Child. It is an amazing film, and I highly, highly recommend it. Unfortunately, the United States is not immune from this either. Here in the U.S., we tend to have some different reactions to our digital addictions, though. For example, in February of 2002, a Louisiana woman sued Nintendo because her son died after suffering seizures caused by playing Nintendo 64 for eight hours a day, six days a week. Nintendo denies any responsibility, and of course they do. Look at how much time this kid was spending in front of the television. It's no doubt that he was having seizures, you know? Stuff like that. Here's another one. This one's really, really wild. Ohio teenager Daniel Petrick shot his parents, killing his mother, after they took away his copy of Halo 3 in October of 2017. In a sentencing hearing, after the teen was found guilty of aggravated murder, the judge said, I firmly believe that Daniel Petrick had no idea at the time he hatched his plot that if he killed his parents, they would be dead forever. On the 16th of June, 2009, Petrick was sentenced to 23 years to life in prison. In Jacksonville, Florida, Alexander Tobias pleaded guilty to a second-degree murder for shaking her baby to death. She told investigators that the baby boy's crying had interrupted her while she was playing the Facebook game Farmville. She was sentenced to 50 years in December of 2010. 18-year-old Devin Moore was addicted and obsessed with the game Grand Theft Auto Vice City. He suddenly snapped and went on a real crime spree on the 7th of June, 2003. He was caught trying to steal a car and was brought into the police station where he then managed to steal one officer's gun and shot him and two other officers dead before stealing a police car and escaping. He was eventually caught and sentenced to lethal injection. After he was recaptured, he said, Life is a video game. Everybody's got to die sometime. And again, it, it is striking to me the differences between the countries and how the effects of digital addiction are handled by people. 
in foreign countries, it seems people are simply dying from sitting in the same position for days on end without eating. And here in the U.S., it is often suicide or murder due to a social media conflict or an issue with being punished and not allowed to indulge in a person's digital drug of choice. Over the past few years, many digital addiction rehabilitation facilities have been popping up all over the United States. Now, I would imagine that this is a good thing. I mean, it's not good that digital addiction is on the rise, but it is good that there are facilities that are springing up all over the nation that are preparing to deal with this, because this is something we are going to have to deal with. I mean, mark my words, give it 10 years and see where it's at. But again, I would imagine that this is a good thing, unless these facilities are simply in it for the money and only see addicts as dollar signs. We know from substance abuse rehab centers that that this certainly does happen in some cases. Now, I was a bit curious, so I checked with some of these digital addiction rehab facilities on what the average cost was. And are you ready for this? We are talking numbers in the forty to sixty thousand dollar range. Which, I mean, I understand that quality care isn't cheap, but damn, that just seems insane. How could anyone afford this? And I'm honestly not really sure if these types of places are even able to accept health insurance. The digital addiction problem is somewhat of a new issue, and so far I'm not sure if it's even recognized as an actual condition or not by the medical community. I don't feel like it is the video game's fault or social media or the makers of a smartphone We as humans need to strike the proper balance with this type of shit. It should be common knowledge that you cannot invest 90% of every waking moment in your digital world. We need to participate in the real world as well. If you or someone you know is having an issue with a digital addiction, I urge you to learn more and get the appropriate help. It's easier than you think. That is going to wrap up this episode of the Addictions Podcast. Again, I want to thank you all for listening, and be sure to follow us on Facebook. You can find us at facebook.com slash addictionspodcast. And on Twitter, we are at addictionscast. You can listen to every episode of the show at addictionspodcast.wordpress.com. Just click the episode's link at the top. And if you really love the show and want to help support what we do, visit www.patreon.com slash addictions. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash addictions to learn more. Thank you all for listening, and never quit quitting. Sundays you prayed, Uncle John, you poisoned yourself last night. Mary slapped your friend Tom, you got in a hell of a Seems so damn long. The weekend's past, you're still a jerk after the buzz is gone.